Hey sports fans, how are you today? Welcome to the One Man Sports Show. I do thank you for joining me here on this uh, June the 8th. And lots to talk about, you know, despite being a little low on the on the numbers, at least as far as stuff to talk about that happened last night. But uh, at least we had some playoffs on the go. And both leagues, both the, the NHL and, and the and the NBA, I think, are, are kind of the talk. And, and like I said, we didn't really have much in the, in the MLB yesterday. So, you know, I did kind of take it easy yesterday. I kind of had some stuff going on. So I got as much in as I could. And, and like I said, just kind of taking it easy. I'm a little late getting it done the uh, done the podcast today but you know what it's called the one-man sports show and nothing gets started till i get here so uh here i am and if i didn't mention it i'm your highly replaceable host uh brock crocker uh creator and and content maker uh of this uh daily sports show for you guys and of course i like to talk about uh, uh about the mlb and i like to talk about nba and the nhl and the nfl and uh, just in case, just to recap, you know, I, I usually go over kind of what, what happened the day before and we go and we look at uh, uh, sports interaction and we, we make some wagers. So we'll continue on with that today. And, and yesterday, like I said, we, we have the playoffs to talk about. So uh, both leagues yesterday, we saw we saw some interesting things. And I think just to start off, uh, I think the uh, the Montreal Canadiens uh, probably deserve the most attention as far as what happened last night and and the reason being is they send home the Winnipeg Jets and uh, you know it's kind of comical actually this whole uh, taking care of the, the Jets in four who of course uh, the Habs come back and 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 take down the Leafs after being down, I think it was 3-1 in that series, if I'm not mistaken, whatever the comeback was, but, uh, 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 you know, a story anyway. And they come and they beat the Jets, who, of course, take out the Oilers in, in four straights. So uh, a lot of jokes rolling around today uh, about the North Division and it basically being uh, the AHL. Uh, of the NHL, and man, that sure stings uh, in, in a division where, in my opinion, you know, the best talent in the NHL lives, so uh, deservedly so as far as the league getting disrespected, and, and or the division, uh, I should say, just kind of funny this morning, and uh, uh, let's not discount the, these Habs, you know, I already hear a lot of people saying they're going to get, uh, they're going to get killed in, in the next round, uh, by the Colorado Avalanche, and I'm like, well, the Colorado Avalanche aren't even assured that they're getting through to the to the next round yet. So, uh, you you got to give these Canadians due. And as much as I hate to say it, because uh, I think it kind of, it, you know, it's not the greatest thing for hockey. But uh, the further we get into these playoffs, you know, the more we see mistakes amplified and teams that play within the system and can minimize uh, turnovers, minimize. Uh, scoring opportunities and, and just generally keep things uh, to the outside are, are going to succeed. We saw that uh, last year with the with the Lightning, who do have some prolific scorers. Don't get me wrong, but uh, they blocked a, a ton, a ton of shots in, in that series. And to me, it was all about. Uh, limiting your opponent's opportunities and I, I think that's what it comes down to the deeper we get into these playoffs and it doesn't always make for the most entertaining hockey unfortunately so uh, we saw that in, in this Canadians team and I think we want to kind of discount them a little bit uh, going forward but we'll have to see like I said the the uh, uh, you just have to win you don't have to win pretty and the Habs are, are definitely taking care uh, of business on that and, and you know really not a whole lot of pushback back from this Jets team, uh, kind of lifeless the whole way, uh, you know, promising, you know, you guys hear me kind of rag on, uh, on Stanley, I, I think it was yesterday, saying they need to either get him off the ice, or, or he needs to show me something, well, guy pops two goals yesterday, and it's pretty much the, uh, the only hope that the Jets have, so the first rounder does come back and redeem himself, after I thought was a pretty, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, the game before, I thought the loss, he played a pretty big, uh, he had a pretty big hand in it. So uh, for a young guy, you know, a learning experience, he has a first-round draft pick. So I think for the Jets, you know, there are slivers uh, of silver that you can take out of this uh, as far as going down uh, for zip to, to the uh, to, to the Habs. And, uh, you know, of course it stings, but, you know, they took down the Hamilton Oilers in four. And, uh, you know, like I said, congratulations to the Habs, who now get to sit around and, and play and wait for the winner of, a you know, a pretty competitive uh a pretty competitive series on the other side where they're getting lots of hits and stuff. So we'll see who comes out of that Knights Avalanche series and, and ends up ultimately facing the, these Habs. But, uh, 
Uh, like I said, watch out for those Habs. You get some goaltending and you play the right system and anything can happen. And, and on the flip side of things, we kind of saw a little bit of a, of a barn burner, or at least a, a game with some beauty goals in the Islanders and Bruins. And if you get a chance, go back and check out the highlights of this one. Uh, most of the goals in this game were... Uh, were pretty nice and usually involved a pass or two or three uh, before ending up in the net. So uh, pretty good there, pretty entertaining there. And Rask ends up getting pulled in this game. And, you know, I don't think that's the guy you think about really uh, about disappointing you. <laughs> it's the guy you worry about, but uh, not really getting it done. And the Bruins do pull close in this one, but just can't get close enough. So uh, we'll see what they can muster up uh losing their home ice advantage so they, they lose their their home ice advantage in this one and good on the islanders you know we might have uh another upset brewing as far as uh as far as that goes so uh, and i did see the bruins coach i thought it was kind of funny criticizing the officials for for game five i guess it would have been and and it's just to go out in the media, he's going out and blaming it on the refs. And, you know, the, there was a day and age uh, where, where I think that, that was a good thing for the coach to come out, uh, eat the fine, and basically lay it on the refs. It gets it off your players. And, uh, you know, may, maybe he's right. Maybe Cassidy's right at the end of the day. Maybe he's taking the right tact uh, with this. And we've seen this in the past where you get in and get on the refs in the media and stuff and and it helps your team uh, in the next game. So we'll see if that happens. But I don't know. I'm kind of the mind in, in this day and age that perhaps his focus is better served somewhere else and it may be a disservice uh, to his hockey club to, to be uh, using the officials as an excuse for not getting it done. So two schools of thought. I guess we'll see uh, how successful they are uh, going forward in that one. And their backs are against the wall now. You know, the, the Bruins can't afford to lose another game over on the NBA side, you know, almost as exciting. Nobody got eliminated yesterday, but, uh, well, I guess the, uh, the pride of, of the Bucks got eliminated a little bit yesterday. They fall again to all the hardenless nets. And if you watch this one, uh, you know, the nets kind of look like the, like the Harlem Globetrotters to me in this one, just passing the ball around when they wanted. And then when they didn't want, they just step two and put the bucket down. So, uh, and you look at, they got a pretty dominating effort across the board, uh, in this one, uh, Blake Griffin ha had a nice game in this one. And, uh, you know, it just wasn't all the big guys in this. Of course, Durant was did have a killer game going for 32 points in this one. But, you know, all in all, a pretty pretty even team record, team team effort in this one. Harris gets 13 points. Uh, Irving has 22 points. Brown has 13 points. James has 10 points. So, I don't even, Mike James, never even heard of him. But he's got 10 points on this one. Uh, Shamit gets 9 points. Claxton shows up in this one. Uh, eats some minutes. Doesn't necessarily uh, rack up a lot of stats. But he does get 4 points, 4 rebounds. So, uh, you know, when Claxton is kind of towards the end of your list of accomplishments in a game. Uh, and he's got 4 rebounds, 4 boards. And, and uh, what did he get? What did I just finish saying? 4 points and 4 boards. You know, that's, that's pretty good. And on the, the other side, for the Bucks, you know, what are they going to do? They're, they're super superstar didn't show up really in this one uh you know he does double double but they need more uh than 18 points uh, out of Giannis uh, in this game so we'll see what the Greek freak can do as far as rebounding but uh it's tough you know I think we're seeing a team with the Nets that have prolific uh outside scoring and I'm not too sure the Bucks had prolific outside scoring and I'm not too sure that's really up Giannis's alley you know of course he can do everything out on the floor that's how good he is but uh uh, I, I think the more the the Nets can kind of force him to more of an outside game and, and just try to try to keep the score close, right? To me, uh, the story of this one is the lack of offense from the Bucks. Uh, you know, the Nets are going to get theirs, right? It's the Bucks who didn't get theirs in this one, so uh, we'll see if they can do it uh, going forward. But yeah, they need more points out, out of their leader here, uh, the Greek Freak, and and we'll see. You know, now they're down by by two, and on the plus side, they do get this series back to Mill. Milwaukee so uh, they got two games to win so we'll, we'll see if they can get it done or not but uh, pretty dominating performance and like I said what does it mean or what does it say when Harden comes back uh, so we'll continue to watch to see what happens with, with Harden but uh, you got to think if he's back and <laughs> what's going on in this series the Bucks might just want to like uh, I don't know send in the backups or something and and, and just take the night off because it seems pretty uh, it seems pretty lopsided in this one so far with the with the great guys over on the net side so 
flip side of things, we saw the Nuggets and Suns go at it yesterday, and you know, I kind of theorized that perhaps the Suns had a, had a bit of a soft landing in the first round and may not be ready uh, for the intensity of this game. And you know, it, it didn't necessarily not play out like that. The, the Nuggets were... Uh, in control of this game through the first quarter, and I think they might have even been leading at the half. If not, it was it was killer close anyway. But by the time the third quarter rolls around in this one, we see the Suns get on a big run to close out the, the third quarter, and they don't really relinquish from there. And you know, kind of almost a little bit of the same storyline as far as the Bucks Nets go is uh, we we see the Suns get some pretty prolific scoring from from their outside guys, and uh, you know, Jokic of course is is better served being all over the place you don't want to limit him to just being outside scoring but it's hard when you're playing catch up right so uh and he just doesn't get an, enough support from from his team in this one and he doesn't do enough right the mvp needs to be the best player uh in the game and for joe kick in this one i don't say uh, i don't, i'm not gonna say it a bad game he had two steals three blocks nine rebounds 22 points but they're just gonna need a little more uh, he just he's got to be the best player in this game so we'll see if the nuggets can get on on rebound like i said it's just one game anyway uh, and the suns were at home in this one so uh, we'll see what they can get done in the video room and, and such i do think this series is probably looking to be a little closer uh, than the bucks one but again another pretty convincing win uh from from the suns that we saw from the suns you know the, their big three i guess you could say of Paul, Booker, and Aiton just really take control uh, of this game. And, they're, you know, Bridges made made a real uh, impact in this game as well. So that, that's uh, that's what you want to see if you're the Suns. You know, that you're going against uh, Denver. And, of course, they've got their big star in the middle. So if you can uh, you can pick away at all around that star, you know, uh, at the end, you know, maybe there's a, there's a donut hole in the middle. So uh, we'll watch that going forward. And... As far as MLB goes yesterday, and I guess as far as what we did yesterday on on the wagering side of things, on Sports Interaction, we did go in the NHL yesterday. We had, well, we had the Bruins on the money line, so that didn't come through, and we had the Jets on the puck line. So we went one for two on that. In the NBA, I don't think we got anything, so we were on the, or at least I was on the, uh, the Bucks and the... The Nuggets, I believe. Anyway, <laughs> tells you how close I. It just I've been really busy actually the last couple of days, so it's just been kind of tough that way. We had the Bucks on the money line and the Nugs plus seven, so neither of those come in. And then on the baseball side, looks like we nailed all three as far as MLB yesterday goes. So we went three for three in MLB. And like I said, MLB seems to be the place to be uh, as far as getting value for your dough. It seems as far as wagering goes, you just uh, you just seem to me to get a little more uh, certainty as far as. Uh, you know, who might be playing and the outcomes and, and the norms, right? You can kind of learn where the playoffs is kind of a whole new season. So we just have less, less data or less, less history to breathe in and learn from. So, uh, lots on the schedule today for MLB. So that's good. And I haven't even really taken a look today. So like I said, I just kind of want to get to this podcast as soon as I could. And, uh, today, you know, we'll look at, uh, you know, I think we'll, we'll look at, uh, let's go back to hockey. Let's look at hockey first. Cause uh, I, I think they've got a game here going at 4.30 my time. And, of course, the, the one-man sports show is located here in Edmonton, just east of, of Edson. And uh, at 4.30, we've got the Lightning and, and the Hurricanes renewing. And the Hurricanes are in the, the, death, the death chair, you could say, the electric chair in this one. Uh, the Lightning can, can fry them up in this one uh, if they don't pull through. And, and we'll see what happens. Uh, I thought that uh, they should have went with uh, Nedeljkovic earlier in the last game. They should have pulled out Masaryk, and he ends up getting three more, and uh, I think they missed an opportunity uh, to take advantage of a game where uh, the, the Lightning's keeper you know, wasn't up to his usual all-star stuff. So we'll see if uh, Vezileski is able to... To, to be that guy today, and he usually is, right? Just uh, there, There's just been shades in games, and the door's been open, and, and like I said, the Hurricanes do not walk in. So I see today, uh, and we'll see who starts with the goalies. I think they could justify going either way as far as the Canes goalie goes, but uh, I'm going back to, to Nedeljkovic as far as I'm concerned in this one. I'm going with the goalie. That was hotter for me this year. I think it was great when they brought in Masaryk when they did after you know, after the going down 0-2 and getting a fresh look and, and, and getting some fresh blood and trying to change the tide of the series and that was great but now I think it is time to go back and, and reward the guy that, that played lights out all year and you know what in your games when your, your season is on the line 
uh, you want to put in the guy who gave you the best effort, uh, you know, gave you the best games all year. So uh, I'm hoping the Canes go for that. And for that reason, I, I'm going to look at the Canes today as far as uh, as far as wagering goes. And we'll see here. I guess I should take a look and see what the actual odds are before I get too crazy. But uh, we've got, you know, I love the home team, and, and it's tough. You know, you guys know I love the home team and getting points at home. And you can get points at home here. You get a goal and a half, and you get a 137 puck line on it. So, you know, not the greatest puck line uh, payoff as far as that concerned. But uh, going to be a tight game, and uh, we'll see. You know, it's hard to get it past this Lightning team. Uh, aside from their goaltender maybe not showing up and being lights out, you know, we're seeing that this... Lightning team doesn't necessarily need their goalie to be lights out every night, and uh, their stars are coming through, and that top line is is getting getting theirs. So uh, today, the recipe for the Hurricanes is going to be shutting down that top Lightning line. I think is is what they've got to do, and uh, make sure they're getting lots of pucks on Vezileski today, and, and seeing what he's up to today, uh, and making sure that he earns this win. Right, he can't get a free ride today, and uh, we'll see where the cards lie. You know, you look at the Hurricanes and. and they have the snipers, so Aho has been the key uh, for the, for the Hurricanes here today. So if we see Aho's name enough time on the score sheet uh, tomorrow. I think the Hurricanes have been successful. So uh, close game, going to be a good game, and uh, the Hurricanes in a fight for their life. And, and they are at home, and uh, these crowds, and we've seen it. And, you know, it didn't necessarily work out for the Bruins, but uh, I think it's been working out for the Knights. And we've seen the energy uh, these home crowds are bringing. So uh, I'm going to get on the uh, I'm going to get on the Hurricanes today and say that they can keep this alive and entertain us for another game. Because it's been kind of, uh, you know, we haven't really seen much <laughs> so far uh, in this second round anyway, as far as a uh, close series outside of that Bruins one. So let's see if we can get, uh, well, I guess the Knights uh, is tied too. So, but whatever, who can't use more more competitive hockey series? So let's go for it and, and let's get on the, the, the Hurricanes today. And I'm going to take the Canes on my first bet of the day. I'm going to take them on the money line. And you get them at 205 for that on the home team. So anytime you get to double your money on the home team, uh, I don't think that's too bad as far as value goes. And the other game we got, we got the Knights and, and the Avalanche renewing. And, you know, it's been a really good series. And, uh, you know, kind of the recipe we just talked about, that's what the Knights have been doing is, is they've been shutting down that top line uh, of the Avalanche and getting timely goals, getting power play goals. And there's lots of hitting in this series. And, uh, you know, I think the rough stuff kind of neutralizes the Avalanche's better skill a little bit. And we're seeing that. Like I said, that top line isn't really producing the last couple games. So uh, I think the home team has won every single game in this. So I think it's a good spot here. You know, it's tough for me when you look at this. And I'm just going to look real quick just to make sure I've got this right. But, uh, uh, you know, McKinnon is the, the straw that stirs the drink. Uh, for these avalanche and he's a guy he's just such a prolific scorer he's a guy you're not going to keep off the score sheet for too too long so I'm just checking to see and he hasn't scored in his last three games so look out uh, I say look out tonight for as far as the Knights go. I think that the star gets frisky, gets loose tonight at home. And uh, well, it's a welcome sight with their fans and stuff. And like I said, these fans seem to be feeding into these series, and we're starting to see that. So today I'm going to take the home team. I'm going to go double home team. So that's never a bad idea anyway. It doesn't really matter who's playing. You know, you get on the home team, you are always uh, got to like what you're doing a little bit. So getting on the home team on the money line, you get 166. And, yeah, I just like the fact we're on both home teams tonight. Uh, that just usually seems like a good recipe for success. And over on the NBA side, we got two games. And a series that's been really interesting to me is this Hawks 76ers series. And, we, you know, it was a pretty entertaining game where we saw the Hawks kind of dominate through the first half. And then the Sixers come back and dominate uh, in the second half. And you guys heard me when I broke down this game the next day. You know, the thing that kind of grabbed me the most was if you just boiled this game down to Trey Young's minutes the last game, you know, the Hawks lose that game. And all of the Hawks starters had big minus differentials on them. So... Uh, it was a story, I guess you could say, where where the uh, the Hawks Hawks bench, their depth really picked them up, or the 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 lack of depth on the Sixers uh, really knocked them down. So uh, from a, from a coaching perspective, I like the ability of the 76ers uh, to be able to respond and react to the situation. You know, it's one thing when your top five are getting blown off the court. 
but when the problem's in your bottom five, I think that, like I said, it just, it gives you more options and it gives you a little more stability. The Sixers almost won that game. So they're at home. I think they learn a little bit from their mistakes and we'll see what kind of jo job uh, the coach could do. Like I said, I talked about moving, uh, I think it was Curry and Green out of the starting lineup and putting them into uh, stabilize uh, that, that back five and promote whoever, whether it be Milton or, or Thibault or whoever they got to they got to put up there. But uh, I think there's options for the Sixers, and that includes you know gassing their stars for more minutes. Uh, they can look like that, and you know for the Hawks on on this side of it, you know they're going to try to do what they did last game. They're going to try to pour it on early, uh, get as many points as they can, and why wouldn't you try to do what you just did last game? So we've seen Trey Young, and, and you guys hear me call him the Rubik's Cube, and that's because he's hard to solve. You know it doesn't matter what kind of coverage you're going to bring him on the defense side of things he seems to have an answer so uh you know with with him it's more about making sure you get yours uh against trey young on the defensive side and uh and and that happened last game for these 76ers like i said when trey young was on the floor despite his killer numbers and i'm just going to double check that just to make sure because like i said i watched that game and it's not the it just seemed like the stats kind of told a little bit of a different story of what my eyes just saw but uh uh, just taking a look at that. Yeah, he was minus 11 in that game. So uh, the numbers don't lie, despite them squeaking by a four-point win. So, uh, like I said, the 76ers kind of own the second half of that game. And I don't know, I can kind of see that momentum carrying in. And I kind of see the 76ers team kind of kicking themselves a little bit after that one and uh, missing out on a game that they could have won. So we'll see if they can make it right today. Of course, we're looking at the point spreads and the money lines of the situation. And uh, the Hawks come into this one. Uh, a six-point favorite, so kind of tough there. You know, the spread is pretty big, and, uh, and and we'll see. If you just look at this, if you just wanted to look at this game and say that uh, the second half was more indicative of what this next full game might look like, and that's kind of what I'm leaning towards a little bit. Uh, you look, and they outscored them by 12, 16 points. 16 points is what the 76ers outscored them uh, in the second half of that game, so... Uh, you multiply that over a full game, that's 32 points. So I don't know if that's going to happen or anything. But, uh, yeah, I guess that spread isn't too crazy when you think about it. So uh, what I'm going to do then, because I do think the Sixers are going to win this game. I was tempted to actually load as many points onto the Hawks as I could. But, uh, like I said, my, my, my quick math there, <laughs> my, my logic is going to tell me I'm going to take the... Uh, I'm going to actually look at getting the, the 76ers here on a reduced. And, and that's what I'm going to do, right at 150. So I'm going to get the, I'm going to take the Sixers today, the 76ers, and it's right on my threshold uh, of where I like to be. So I'm going to take the 76ers minus three at 150. And I think they win this game. And I think they win by, I don't know, I think they can win by, by 10 points. So we'll see. But as far as wagering goes, I'm just going to take it down to a minus three and, and be responsible about the whole thing because I could use some money coming back even if it's not uh, in the greater amounts. Uh, like I said, when my bankroll is a little shorter, which it is now, uh, I'm a little more conservative. And then when I when I if I hit a fat parlay or something, then we can start rolling with some of these uh, some of these bigger odds. Is at least my my strategy. Clippers in the Jazz, and we see this series going for the I think it was the first game of this one. So this is going to be a great series uh, as far as these go guys go. And you know the weird thing about this series, I thought, and we'll see if it plays in. Is uh, Dwayne Wade is a minor minority owner of, of the Utah Jazz, which I was just recently made aware of, and he's in the media for wanting the Jazz to make changes to their, I think their coaching or front office, and it really doesn't matter. <laughs> this team's in the middle of a playoff run, and it's getting in the news that you want to change out the staff. So uh, I, I don't know, man. That just seems to me like the, the, that's the uh, the Cleveland. Cleveland Indians uh, Major League Baseball uh, model of managing. I'm not too sure why you would be in the media or why would even be giving the hint of that off right now with your club, of course, uh, the number one seed uh, and just going into another round here into the playoffs. So we'll see what can happen today. And I, I do think it is a tough matchup for them today. Uh, but we've seen what happened with the, with the Clippers matching up with the Mavericks, and they kind of squeak by that Mavericks team. And you look at that Mavericks team, and to me, 
obviously they had Doncic and, and he, he's special and you could talk about him being the MVP and all those accolades are deserved, right? And then I'm going to take a guy like Donovan Mitchell off of the Jazz and I'm going to slot him in to that role today that, that Doncic played. And I, I think, at least as far as the scoring numbers go, uh, I think it's pretty even as far as what he could bring to the table today uh, for this Jazz, right? So you got that, and then I look at, at the center, and I look at Porzingis, or, you know, forward center, wherever they had him slotted in that series at both times, but uh, you look at that, the big man, and you got to look at, at the Jazz, and they got Gobert, and uh, Gobert, to me, is a guy that's going to be a lot more difficult to score against uh, in the paint. It's that much bigger of a challenge, and, you know, Kawhi and, uh, likes to operate a bit in there, so I, I think they're going to get some pushback there, and uh, you look at the rest of this Jazz team. Let me just take a look here. Because we, we just saw it, and I just feel like the Clippers just came off the floor. So it seems like it's been a while since we've seen this Jazz team. So, uh, But we, we forget, you know, they, they had a pretty good series against the Grizzlies. And Conley, of course, was in that series. So they've got some really good guard play. So I, I don't think, when you look at this, as, as, as at least in terms of the quality of Gobert, Conley, Mitchell, uh, even O'Neal and Bogdanovic, you know, I, I think in, you throw in Clarkson and Ingles off the bench, the the Jazz present a much deeper, deeper uh, challenge uh, for this Clippers team. And not only that, I think the stars kind of stack up. I think Doncic does kind of stack up with Mitchell in terms of the production, and, and, you know, relatively close enough anyway. And like I said, I think this Clippers team, you, you know what Kawhi, you know what you're going to get. He's going to come in. He's just going to do what he's got to do. He goes at he goes at one speed, and, and that speed is kicking ass, right? So we'll see what he can get done today. But it uh, should be a pretty great series anyway. PG-13 and Kawhi going at it against, uh, I think, a pretty deep Jazz team. So for me, I'm going to get on this Jazz team today. Uh, I think that the Jazz win this series. And, uh, you know, if it takes seven, and my logic is pretty simply is I, I think the Jazz are, are much better than the Mavs, and I think they just squeak by the Mavs, and, and uh, it'll be interesting to watch to see what Kawhi can get done in this series. He's such a playoff performer, so uh, my opinion on this series could change as I see what he's got in planned for us, but this Jazz team has been humming along all year. They've been waiting for this all year. This is their moment. This is their chance. And uh, I think they seize it today at home and probably, and I have no idea what the crowd situation is in Utah, but I'm assuming there's bodies in the building, so that's just going to be more, more, more. And uh, the Jazz, of course, or it's not the Jazz, the Clippers, of course, just come off that big 7-2, game 7 uh, game 2. So uh, I think it's a little easier for the Jazz to have the adrenaline up today and, and the opportunity and the challenge uh, that the name, brands, the name brand players of the Clippers bring into Utah today so uh, I just see them their adrenaline being up a little better today at home so let's get on the Jazz and they're good enough today they are three-point favorite at home just going to put them on the money line today uh, at 164 and that makes me happy with that lots going on that wraps up everything that happens in what should be a very entertaining night as far as playoffs go so uh, whether you're a basketball or a hockey fan and I'm both so it's going to be going to be awesome and I'm also going to try to squeeze in some baseball if I can. You'll know, usually get a few screens going and try to watch my wagers. So, like I said, we went 3-for-3 three three in MLB yesterday. And MLB seems to be where it's at as far as uh, getting value, it seems like. So, we'll see today. And I haven't even looked at the board at all. It was a light day yesterday. And like I said, today I just got a little busy. And yesterday, you know, sometimes my, my real-life job, besides being the world's uh, most uh, lowly paid sports podcast, your guy you know i have to do the ungastly deeds of the working man so uh today like i said i apologize for getting here a little late and mlb will start in the uh where are we here who's there who's that it's the astros at the red sox is who's there and who's that and it's uh valdez versus perez as far as the red sox uh go today and you know, I'm just intrigued by this Astros team, and I'm intrigued by this matchup, actually. We've got the second AL, uh, second place team in the AL West and the Astros coming in uh, against this Red Sox team, and, and both these guys have a lot of bats that can do a lot of damage, especially uh, here in Fenway. So this should be a, an awesome series. And it seems to me like the Astros just seem like they're... Uh, 
rolling of late. I guess they're six and ten, so it's not like they're super super hot, but uh, nonetheless, it's, it's still better than 500 in their last ten, and that's what you're looking for. And on the Red Sox side of things, they're seven and three and winning their last five. So we got two good clubs that are both feeling good today. So let's look at the pitching matchup. I think is where we always usually got to start with these things. And Framber Valdez comes into this one. He's got a one and zero record, uh, eleven innings pitch, fourteen strikeouts, four base on balls, and ERA of 1.64 so pretty minuscule as far as the quantity goes there so uh, we'll see if he as he gets his way worked back into this season and what he can get done uh, I think it was a um, yeah it was a broken finger that he was returning from so been pretty good so far and the Astros could use him they uh, you know I guess who couldn't use another capable arm but he is one of their better arms in his last time out he went seven innings pitched five hits ten strikeouts that's pretty dominating stuff martin perez you know not as dominating but still really good stuff <laughs> and he's got a lot more innings that we can look at at a four and two record 58 and a thirds innings pitch 52 strikeouts 18 base on balls so we got a pretty good game here i think you just kind of got to look at the odds and for me you guys should know what i'm going to say i can get runs at home so why wouldn't i i'll throw some run and a half on top of those bats and see what happens so i'm going to take the red Sox today and i'm going to grab them on the run line and i get 164 for that one mariners in to see the tigers and these tigers you know have been a little better i think you know how can you not discount them or at least totally discount them given you know they're five and five in their last 10 so uh that's not completely terrible and they've got wins against the white Sox, uh against the brewers the yankees the indians uh in their last series so they've got a win i think in in every single one of their last series at least one and and came through, you know, the White Sox are a powerhouse, really, as far as the AL. So they do get one out of three uh, in Chicago. So, you know, or one out of four, sorry. So not the worst thing uh, that could ever happen. And before that, they split one uh, one and one with the with the Brewers and, and they end up sweeping the Yankees. So we'll see what they can get done today. They got Boyd on the mound, and uh, he's a guy that pitches to contact. And the Mariners are a team that everybody seems to be getting their no-hitter against. So that seems like kind of a, a wasted opportunity when you're you're facing the Mariners, but we'll see what he can get done today. Marco Gonzalez, you know, he's got pretty good stuff uh, himself in my mind, although his numbers aren't so great this year as far as what he's been up to. So we'll see if the 29-year-old uh, can get on track. His last game out wasn't too terrible. It was four innings pitched, two hits, one run run, six strikeouts. So I do like this game. I think it's a pretty even matchup, and it could be anyone's game. So I'm going to get on some runs on this one, I think, is what I'm going to do again. So I'm going to take the M's because they get the runs in this one. I'm going to get some runs on the road, take them on the run line, plus one and a half, and you get 153 for that. Yankees in to see the Twins, and we got Montgomery going against Pineda for, for, the, for the Twins, and Montgomery, of course, for the... Uh, for the Yankees, and as far as, you know, the Yankees haven't been able to get much in the way of hitting, and as far as pitching goes, uh, you got to like what Montgomery's been able to get done this year for them. He's got a 3-1 and record, 59 and two-thirds innings pitch, 59 strikeouts, 15 base on balls, ERA's a little hard, high at 3.92 uh, that you'd want to see, but uh, the countering for, for the Twins, Pineda, 3-3, three and three, 47 and two-thirds innings pitch, 48 strikeouts, uh, 12 base on balls, and an ERA of just over three. So Yankees come into this one. They're on a four-game skid. And, you know, the Twins might be just what the doctor ordered, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I, I think these teams actually match up pretty well. I, I think they're both pretty unathletic as far as these teams go. So, uh, you know, if, if, if there was ever, like, a Tier 2 baseball league, I think a uh, division... In MLB, I might start by making these guys the, the two leaders of it right now. And, yeah, I do love to, to, to bag on the Yankees. So uh, forgive me if you're a Yankees fan. And just uh, a little fun for sure. So today, we'll, like I said, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that the Yankees have been sliding. And uh, I think they're in a spot here today he can get a win. So uh, I'm going to take the Yankees today. And it seems like I'm always taking the Yankees. So uh, it's just weird, I guess. I'm not used to seeing them paying so well. It's kind of a shock. Uh, to the system so getting them on the money line today and then getting them at 189 uh as far as that goes and like i said i think they're going to bounce back and get a win here today uh against the twins jays in to see the white Sox, and we got a really good pitching matchup here and the guy you know after 
after all these accusations and people tastes talking about, you know, doctoring baseballs and who's it affecting, we've kind of seen Cole, and I'm not saying the guy's cheating, but we're seeing uh, him. I, I don't think he's the leader anymore as far as the AL Cy Young uh, race goes, and I think you kind of got to look at Rodon today. So we'll see if he can continue to, to stake his claim to that Cy Young and uh and stay out of, uh, you know, it kind of sucks for these players right now uh, with the whole doctoring of the baseball thing right now. So if you're in the Cy Young race and, and you end up falling down like Cole, of course, everyone's going to be looking at you. And, and with him, of course, there are past accusations of him doctoring balls. So I guess that that, that kind of piles on to there. But uh, still, I think any pitcher in MLB right now within the last couple of weeks has kind of fallen down from their high, uh, you know, whether they're cheating or not or I don't even know if you want to call it cheating, you know. There's a lot of people that think in baseball, if you're not cheating, you're not playing baseball. So depending on what your thoughts are on that. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's definitely an interesting time as far as MLB and sports go. Because, and, you know, just to get on a little side rant, what we're seeing here, I think, is a lot of sports fans are kind of de demanding fairness in sports and everything be equal and all that. And, and, and yeah. I don't know. I, I think sports are imperfect, and I think that's why they work, right? You start trying to get too perfect about it, you got to take the humans out of things, and uh, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see what goes on as far as that goes. But yeah, Rodon versus little side rant, or Rodon versus Ray today, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll take the. I got to take the Blue Jays. You guys know I'm a Blue Jays fan, so uh, today it's just tough. Like I said, I'd probably recommend getting on the White Sox on the money line, but I'm gonna take the take the Jays today. And I'm going to take them on the run line and get one and a half on top of that. Royals in to see the Angels, and we've got Bubik, who's been really good for them. Uh, young guys coming for the Royals, playing against Heaney, who's been really good as late himself and, and has proven stuff. So we'll see who can establish themselves in this game. A uh, young up-and-comer, if the veteran can, can stake his claim to this game. So I think we could see a pretty good pitching matchup uh, as far as this game goes. And uh, Just looking here at the record here for Heaney, he's 3-3 three and three on the year. And, uh, sorry, this is a little sidetracked here. My rant, I'm just thinking about my rant. I was like, oh, I can't even remember what the heck I was talking about. <laughs> anyway, Heaney, 3-3 three three on the year, 62 strikeouts, 17 base on balls, 51 innings pitched going against Chris Bubik. And like I said, he's been lights out. He's a young guy, a prospect that looks like he might be turning the corner into an MLB pitcher before our eyes here. So ooh, he's on the road today against the Angels. And, uh, you know, should be an entertaining game, actually. So, for me and my money, what I'm going to do, and you guys hear me say how much I do actually like uh, a lot of the bats in this Royals lineup. So, we got a pretty even matchup, I think, in that regard, especially once you take uh, Mr. Trout off the board. So, uh, we'll uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, but I do know I want to cheer for the Royals. So, I'm going to take the Royals in this one, and I'm going to take them on the run line. I like taking runs anyway, so that fits with what I like to do. So, we'll do that, and we'll flip on the page here and we'll head on over to the NL and see what's going on there and we start off with Atlanta at Philly and we've got a really good matchup here in Smiley versus Nola in this NL East matchup that's just you know it's just gold uh, as far as baseball goes this is just one of those rivalries uh, you want to watch so uh, today it'll be be a good one as they get going today in Philadelphia and just in time for the party you know Mr. Bryce Harper uh, is back in, in the lineup so uh, we've seen Real Muto really start to find some pop in his bat uh, after their series with the Nationals so I, I expect a really good series here and this might be one I try to sneak in and get on my TV but uh for today, when it's close like this, I'm going to grab some runs, some more run line action. I'm uh, going to take the Braves today. going to grab them on the run line at one and a half. Dodgers in to see the Pirates. And, you know, anytime you see, I guess, the Dodgers versus the Pirates, it seems like a bit of a mismatch. But it is an intriguing mismatch a little bit, or uh, an intriguing match as far as the pitchers go in this one. Uh, Bueller versus Brubaker. And Brubaker, you know, we all know about uh, Bueller for, for the Dodgers, one of the... Uh, 
better and more dominant and, and feared arms as far as the NL goes. He's 4-0 on the year, 70 in the third innings pitch, 70 strikeouts, 12 base on balls. So stud-type stuff for Walker Bueller. But on the other side, for JT Bueller, for the Pirates, this guy's kind of making a name for himself this year. Uh, been in the news and the headlines for, for some great games that he's pitched. So uh, we'll see what he can get done here today as far as getting uh, one of the best teams in baseball uh, out on his diamond at home today. It does seem like a really huge task uh, for this Pirates team. And you look at the Dodgers side of things, like I said, they got their 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 leader, or one of their leaders anyway, on the mound today. And, and they're right now they're third in the NLS. So the Dodgers need to, you know, I know it's a long season, but uh, when you're third in the NLS and have aspirations of World Series and championships, you need to beat the Pirates on the road. So with your star on the mound. So let's say that happens today. That's what I think happens. So I'm going to take the Dodgers. And they are on the money line in this one. You get 150 for that. Next game up, we got the Rockies in to see the Marlins. And we got a pretty good pitching matchup here for for this game. We've got Colorado going with uh, Sens and Tella and Miami going with uh, Lopez in this one. And, and these teams, to me, match up pretty fair, I, I think. We've got Miami's just kind of been really struggling as of late. They're 1-9 in their last 10, so it's been kind of brutal times. And, you know, Rockies at 5-5, five five, but still it's been a bit of a, a rough season as far as I'm concerned for this Rockies team, uh, and they are fourth in the in the NL West. Marlins sitting in, in fifth, so so far, you know, neither one of these teams are really having the season they want. Uh, when I do look at the pitchers, I do got to give the edge to Pablo Lopez in this one. Despite his 1-3 one, one record, uh, the guy's got really good stuff. 67 innings pitched 68 strikeouts 18 base on balls and he is at home in this one so uh, i am going to be looking at, at the marlins here and like i said they're one in ten so or one in nine in their last ten so uh, we'll see if they can get their record looking a little more respectable in a spot where uh the opportunity to get a win at home i think is pretty good for them today so i'm gonna grab the marlins take them on the money line at 151 Brewers in to see the Reds in this action-packed day of baseball. And I love the pitcher on the mound today for the Reds and Sonny Gray. And he's been off to a bit of a rougher start this year after uh, coming back from an, an injury. So he got back a little late. But things are turning around. He's 1-4 in four now. And uh, like I said, he just seems to be getting a little better and better as we go. So I'm optimistic on him. And he is at home today. Uh, and he gets a, a team with the Brewers that I think to me is a little... Uh, challenged as far as the hitting department goes, so it's a good matchup for him. His last outing out was against the Phillies, four and two-thirds innings pitch, gave up six hits, uh, three earned runs. Before that, it was six innings against the Nationals where he gave up no earned runs, so we'll see what kind of performance he can turn in today, but you got to like it from his perspective as far as the bats go. I don't think they're anywhere near uh, as uh, unforgiving as those as the Phillies, so uh, Hauser on the other going for, for Milwaukee, and he's a guy that's inconsistent himself, so we'll, you know, who knows what kind of performance. He's a bullpen guy who does spot starts, and he's been brilliant and dominating. He's got really good stuff, and sometimes he just gets knocked around too. So uh, looking at his record, is 3-5 and five on the year last time out and he's been pretty solid in his last two games out one was against the tigers he went five innings uh, gave up one earned run before that he faced the padres didn't give up any earned runs and then before that he faced the reds gave up six earned runs so just some inconsistency but overall you know i think it's been a pretty good year actually for hauser and like i said he's got some good stuff so this should be a good game but i'm, I'm gonna get on the uh, i just think the reds offer some of the best bats uh, in baseball, so at least underrated anyway. So I'm going to get on the, the red hitting machine. I'm going to get on, on the pitching matchup, which I think also favors them a little bit at home on this one. So taking the reds, taking them on the money line, and getting them at 171. Cubbies in to see the Padres in a series uh, that continues one of the few games that was going yesterday. And we saw the Padres get a win. And like I said, we, I think we got all the games in baseball and MLB yesterday. So that was good. And the matchup today is kind of intriguing. I don't really like either pitcher. And for different reasons, uh, for the Cubs, we got Davies. And to me, he's just a guy that uh, I don't have a lot of confidence in as far as putting my bankroll behind. And uh, for Lamette, you know, I, I like him as a pitcher. His issue, of course, is he doesn't ever seem to be getting enough work to really justify uh, using him too much as a factor. His longest outing of the year was his last game against the Cubs where they let him go four innings. So we'll see if they can get him stretched out a little bit today as far as that goes. And it would sure make you feel better as trying to figure out what the, the score might be in this game. But Padre is kind of struggling a little bit uh, as of late, if you ask me. And... Uh, 
you know, things could be going better for this Padres team. They're four and six in their last ten. They're second in the NLS, so I don't think that's quite what they had envisioned uh, when the season started. And they get Zach Davies in, an ERA of just under five. So, uh, juicy opportunity here for the Padres to to, to keep rolling, and, and I think that's what they do. So, gonna take the pods today uh, at Petco, and you get them on the money line at one fifty. And Sports Interaction does have some interleague action for us today, so we'll take a look and see what we got there. And we've got a few games, it looks like. So lots and lots on the go today for baseball. Just crazy. So take a day off yesterday, and then today everyone shows up for work. So uh, kind of neat as far as that goes. And like I said, if you, you want to gamble your mind out today as far as MLB goes. And we'll start here. Like I said, lots of interleague play. We've got the Mets versus the Orioles. And I like this series. I think this is a close series, you guys. If you listen to the podcast for any sort of length, you know I'm never going to bet on David Peterson uh, for the Mets. To me, I call him. He's like the instant, uh, instant L as far as I'm concerned for the Mets today. And uh, yeah, I, I like the matchup today. These Orioles have been doing, doing well, right? They've been uh, they're well for Oriole ish anyway they're four and six in their last 10 and then what I mean they're doing well is I mean they recently put up a shitload of runs uh, against the Indians clobbering them 18 to 5 and this is their first game since that clobbering and you know if you're feeling good about yourself and you get Peterson on the mound for the Mets I think you're there's an opportunity to continue feeling good about yourself at home uh, Bruce Zimmerman going for the Orioles three and three on the year uh, 49 innings pitched, ERA of just under five, so you know not the best there, but still still lower than David Peterson's on the road. Uh, 43 strikeouts, 15 base on balls. So yeah, give me the O's, give me the O's on the run line here. I'm going to take the O's, and I'm going to take them on the run line at 1.5 is what you get, and you get an odd of 163 for that, uh, for adding on that that one and a half run. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Nationals in to see the Rays, the Rays, the the number one power ranked team in baseball. Uh, man, I'm just having a hard time with that, but you know what? It's going to be easy to see today because Mr. Uh, Mr. Glass now is on the mound today uh, for, for these Rays, and he just may be the most dominating pitcher in baseball uh, for my money, and we'll see today if he is, if he is for his money. Uh, Tyler Glass now is 4-2 and two on the year, 77 innings pitched, 106 strikeouts, 25 base on balls, and he gets John Lester to me as like a donation to the L category as far as I'm concerned. Uh, retire, man. I don't know. I don't want to be mean, but it just seems to me like uh, he's not putting up Major League Baseball quality type innings. 0-2 in record, 35 innings pitched, 25 strikeouts, 10 base on balls, an ERA of 4.37. So I guess we see worse, but uh, I don't know. I guess you just see the name brand of John Lester and expect a little more. But uh, completely out outclassed today as far as I'm concerned. And going to be a tough day. On, on the flip side, uh, on the flip side, I will say this. Juan Soto may be one of the best equipped hitters in all of baseball to deal with Tyler Glass now. So we'll see if that makes any sort of difference today. But uh, I got to get on the number one ranked power ranked team in baseball. And uh, they're at home in this one with their stud on the mound. So uh, going against a pitcher that... You know, to me, is a guy who you don't want to see uh, on the docket if you want to win. So, gonna take the take the Rays in this one. Take them on the money line, and you get one forty-two for that. Giants in to see the Rangers, so there will be no DH in this one. And we got Alex Wood going against Jordan Lyles in this one. So, pretty good pitching matchup, actually, uh, despite maybe the numbers might not quite be matching up. And let me just bring them up here. Yeah, Lyles has got a 2-4 and four record on the year. 61 innings pitched, 54 strikeouts, 21 base on balls. Alex Wood having a great year, 5-3 and three on the year so far. 51 and two-thirds innings pitched, 52 strikeouts, 14 base on balls. Uh, the teams, of course, are, are in polar opposites as far as where they are in their divisions and success this year. So the 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 the, the, uh, the closeness the, it kind of ends uh, with the pitching matchup with the Giants being 37 and 22 on the year, first in the NL West, and the Rangers are, are fifth. And you know their their record sucks. So we'll see today what what gets done with the Rangers being at home. I guess there is always hope. And like I said, the pitching matchup, despite Jordan Lyles being two and four, I think he can come out here today and possibly make this a close game for these Rangers against the these Giants, but uh, the Giants just seem to be like the team of destiny this year, don't they? Like, 
you look at it, and I don't think anyone had them going humming this good. And you know, I, I I'm just going to continue on with their with the storyline in this one. And, and Wood seems to be stacking up the uh, the wins at five and three. So we'll see if he can stack another today. Uh, I'm going to get on the Giants because I really want them to win the division anyway. <laughs> I think it's funny. So I'm taking the Giants, and I'm going to take them on the money line. And remember, Ustremski is not even playing in this game. He's hurt, too, so that's something to consider, too, if you want to look a little deeper on some of the other factors. And, uh, you know, I'm leaning towards, like, I want to take Texas at home in the run and a half, but, uh, like I said, the Giants just seem to be a team of destiny. But that would be my other suggestion if you're looking for an alt line in this game. Indians in to see the Cardinals, and this one is going to be played with the DH, and uh, or without the DH, and, and and probably a good thing for the Cardinals because they get Shane Bieber on the mound for the Indians, so maybe that uh, helps them see a little less uh, of him, and he gets Carlos Martinez on the other end, who's having a little bit of a resurgent year, and is giving the Cardinals some innings. So uh, his record is three and five on the year, so that could be better, and his ERA is. 5.83 so that could be better and I don't know if the Indians present the opportunity for him to improve on those numbers where Shane Bieber is always lights out 6-3 and three on the year 79 innings pitched 117 strikeouts and 29 base on balls so I just can't go against that uh, I got to get on the Indians today and I'm going to take them on the money line at uh, 158 is what you get for the Indians on the money line so that's pretty good considering the, the mismatch I think as far as uh, the pitching goes. And, and speaking of, you know, we're going to start or end the day, I think, with a bit of a pitching mismatch in the Diamondbacks and A's playing a, a game. So uh, in this one, we will have the DH, and I think we've got a bit of a pitching matchup and even I, I have this guy on my fantasy team, and I can't even say that I saw this coming in, in Chris Bassett. And, and what a year he's been having. 52, 5-2 uh, uh, record on the year. 74 innings pitch, 80 strikeouts, 17 base on balls, an ERA of 3.53. And really, he's been uh, an anchor for this A's rotation. And on the flip side of it, John Duplantier and... Uh, 0-1-1 record, 8 and 2 thirds innings pitched, an ERA of just under 10, 8 strikeouts, 5 based on balls. So we seem to appear to have an extreme pitching mismatch in my mind. Uh, Duplantier is 26 years old, so he's still trying to trying to get his feet planted in the league. His last two outings out, he did go four innings and kind of got blown up in both games. So uh, we'll, we'll see what he can get done today, but it seems more like a, a feeding of the wolves uh, to the wolves more than uh, developing this guy as far as the last two games would indicate. So we'll see if he can get it turned around today. But I'm not going to bet on him getting it turned around today. And this is a game I probably won't even bet because I just don't really like the odds in this one. Uh, I guess you could look at the run line and take a minus one and a half. But I just don't like taking negative run lines in MLB. It just, uh, I don't know, I just don't like taking negative run lines. So for that, I'm going to take the A's today. And I'm going to take them on the money line, and I'm going to take them at 144. So a little, not as rich as some of the other thing, uh, some of the other plays out there today, but uh, better safe than sorry, I suppose. And, and that pretty much wraps it up, guys. That's everything, guys and girls. Sorry, everything we got that's going on uh, in in the sports world. And like I said, tonight's going to be highlighted by by some playoffs, and uh, we're just uh, absolutely uh, fortunate right now as sports fans to be able to get the uh, the level. It just seemed, you know, with COVID and everything, it was like everything was kind of a ghost town for a little bit. And now we've just got uh, sports coming at us every which direction. So I do love it. And I do appreciate you guys checking out this podcast. And uh, I hope some of my insights might have been helpful in trying to figure out who you might want to wager on today. And uh, give, me a, give me a follow on Twitter. I'd, I'd appreciate the support. You can follow the One Man Sports Show. Searches up, up and down there. Or uh, give me a follow. It's Crocker Brock. It's at Crocker Brock. And it's Crocker. Uh, as in Betty and Brock, as in Lesnar, or shoot me an email, Gretzky Rocks, Rocks spell R O X, at gmail.com, and I'll get back to you on that. Uh, whatever you're doing, have yourself a, a great Tuesday, and like I said, thanks for joining the One Man Sports Show, and I will catch you guys all tomorrow.